Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the For Life Podcast, a weekly show about gaming, gaming news, and all things entertainment related. I'm your host for this evening, alongside my co-host. Hi, I'm Ethan. So, you may notice I said singular co-host, because today is one of our special episodes that we are going to be doing a game review. Or, in this case, two game reviews. And I am hyped because I haven't played these this series in... Probably a little under a year. A little mm-hmm. under a year. Yeah, it's probably been a little under a year since I finished the second game. And looking back on them, I'm I want to play them again. I want to play them again I, so bad. <laughs> I just so I haven't finished the second game. Um, but I'm like probably gauging like how much content there is left. I'm probably like an hour or two hours away. So Dude. at most. Okay, so I won't talk about the ending of the second game then, is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Okay, Don't cool, do that. cool. So, we are reviewing the Ori series. You know, a famous Ori and the Blind Forest, or Ori, Will of the Wisp. So, these are some amazing games. And they're uh, Metroidvania-type style, so very classic. They're not doing a whole ton different with like the stereotypical aspects of Metroidvanias. Except for they add in two amazing things. The Bash and Kuro's Feather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like... Oh my god. Oh, so, first game, what did we have? We didn't have Kuro's Feather first game, Until right? a little bit. No, you do. You Until a little you bit through. Yeah, until a little bit through. Um, because it's after the first uh do you remember Koro originally? Um Oh the fight with her. Yeah, or the like, original sorry. Oh also, we wanna preface there will be spoilers. If you want to play this game and you absolutely should. Please, if you haven't <laughs> played this game before. I mean if you don't care about the spoilers, sure, but if you haven't played this game before, it blew my mind. It's like some of the best gaming I've ever I think I've ever had. It's one of my top games. Seriously, okay, so we were roommates in college. Um and we're no longer roommates anymore, sadly, because um uh someone uh insta locked Aiden as his roommate. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's literally just too adorable, you know? Like first first three seconds, like dorm reservation opens. He's just like, yes, that's him. okay. That's a we've talked about this. I'm a planner, <laughs> all right. I can't I can't be in the dark, all right. I can't do that. But so so uh, as I was saying, we played. Uh, actually, I say we, but Ethan played Ori in the Blind Forest in our dorm room for the first time. And Dude, that was, that was oh, that was it's... one of the best experiences together because I could see I've already played the game before, loved it, loved every aspect of it. And seeing him go through it for the first time, he was like, oh, 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 I honestly, I kind of want to start there of like the aspect of going through the both both of the games, um, which is really interesting to me because. We, you had a question before the podcast started of what do you like more, and we'll get to that later. But oh yeah, one of the things that I kind of saw was like, there's a lot of sections in both of these games in which you're being chased by something huge. That's kind of like their big fantastical aspect. Or there's like 
a lot of water like rushing through an avalanche or something you're trying to get away from something and so you're running back through the level or like i would say the level it's like a, just a part of the map as things are breaking and certain things are going on and i felt that blind forest which is the first game did this better uh and i think there is argument to it where to me how they did it better is i didn't die as many times which made it feel more like um what's it called it made it feel more story driven like uh and gameplay based yes and it's like um the difficulty of it it felt it like it was like very content like i i just barely made it out it was my first try like this is like i could have died some other aspects but like in the first game it's things fall much easier in the second game and like or like it's easier to traverse and like those big moments like i can remember the water i can't remember what that part of the level is called but when you're like climbing up this tower as water is literally just coming after you and it explodes up and you go up into the top and it's like this huge cutscene, and it's really beautiful i I want to add that that part is called the ginzo tree and i loved it also honestly it was probably my favorite part of the map no i fully agree um yeah right It, it was this this fantastical moment really do cherish and maybe it's because i had a lot of memories towards just playing that game while you watching and you really appreciated that which made me appreciate the game more but the thing about uh will of the wisps is that there's just so much i i I saw myself attempting to try more in will of the wisps uh consistently through those like crazy sections and don't get me wrong they were beautiful they were great and they were a lot of fun it's just that I was dying more, which would make me upset more. And then it was just a constant, like there was things where like a certain pixel was off and Ori would not grab enough and he'd slip down. And that would happen multiple times. And because you're stressed and things are like covering the screen, it's really hard to kind of get a preemptive jump and like miss those things. And I, I just think honestly going from that, like it just blind force just did it much better where it felt more, story driven and story driven and it was like just one try like you have one try this is what it is and like you can care more about it it feels more powerful i guess um what do you think okay so i okay a few things really quick i'm trying (laughs) to think of like a good analogy uh for ori uh think of ori as a mix between little nightmares and hollow knight very good games very good game separately and when combined they create a beautiful masterpiece which is ori and see this is the thing as well ori is unique in the amount of fun that i had playing it oh yeah maybe maybe not the best game now this is the thing it is i think uh the first game is more bent on the puzzle uh more of the like Mm -hmm. exploring aspect the second game is more built on fighting. Um, and don't get me wrong. That's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. It just... I it, I felt it went in a slightly different direction. It's trying to do more. It's the second game in the series. Obviously, right. it's going to be trying to do more. Um, but the first game had a bit of a... Uh, how, do, how do I say? Je ne sais quoi that i absolutely <laughs> loved um because it's it was it was made for the it was made for the fun of playing it 
rather than yeah. the fun of like completion and like fighting and stuff like that. I will say, like the the second game, one of its biggest flaws was which it, it's weird because it's one of my biggest pros was actually no, I will say second game the biggest pro that they had was the side uh, missions and all of the characters that you get to meet. There's so much more fluent characters and people like the Moki are incredible. Oh like my the god! Little, yes. Yeah. yes, I was like every single Moki was just just this little like um, not how would you describe it? Squirrel mouse creature. They're kind of like a imagine like a ferret that can like stand on their hind legs. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, I'd see one of them and I'd be like, I got to talk to him. I got to talk to him. And they just like, they were so adorable and they usually had like a little side mission to go uh, across with. So that was something that was a really big plus. But their negative is that the amount of times I would die in those boss fights. I like, I did put down, it was like Sekiro. Like I put down the controller multiple times because I was just so annoyed. There's like a spider fight in the second game that is like... One, I was terrified in because spider God. gross. The spider fight um, was, oh yeah, yep, I remember that. Yep, it's like the entire area is terrifying, and then the the fight itself is like atrocious. It is the worst thing I think I've ever seen in gaming ever. I was literally like, I'm on, I'm on call with Nick, going, and he's adding these little minion things that have no use other than just trying to kill me. And it goes, isn't that what it's trying to do? I'm like, no, Nick, you're not supposed to be arguing with me right now. I'm just trying, I'm venting, okay? Be quiet. And it's like, dude. Okay, so yeah. I will say the second game has harder boss fights. Yes. Because 100%. you're you're fighting the bosses. That's the thing. That's mm-hmm. the difference. In the first game, you're running away. There is never a single big boss fight, really. Yeah. Um. Actually, because. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think any boss bars like pop up. It's literally just running away. It literally is just running away, and that's that's why I compare it to Little Nightmares. You don't fight anything in Little Nightmares. At all. You don't touch anything in Little Nightmares. It's just strictly puzzle and how do I escape. And that's mm-hmm. how a lot of the levels feel in uh, Blind Forest. Um, especially the trees. Or like uh, the Ginzo tree, like the um, the Mount Haru, like uh, the Sorrow's Path and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. all about escaping a big tragedy. Um, for example, like the Ginzo tree. You're unlocking kind of like the spirit of the tree. But that also means you're going to get water, which is trying to drown you out of the tree. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're and trying like, to escape that. Also, I scared the absolute shit out of myself. I looked at myself in the recording just now, and I thought I saw a person back there. And I <laughs> nearly shot myself, like, fully on camera. Yep. Lane, that's why Lane's not on the podcast. He's just, he's, he's hiding. Uh... Holy shit. <laughs> Okay, sorry. But yeah. Continue. <laughs> are, you, are you good? I'm going to keep it real. My heart is racing so bad right now. That was the <laughs> biggest... That was like the Conjuring 2 jump scare with the nun. Like, I'm not kidding you right now. That shit's bumping. Oh my god. I Like, the thing about Ori is that, like... One, it's it's beautiful. That was, like, the main takeaway. Is like, I never really liked Hollow Knight... And I haven't really gotten into Hollow Knight because Hollow Knight has such a specific art style for that main portion that it's kind of hard to get past, um, at least for me. 
Uh, and I know other people completely will disagree with me, and that's okay, but that's it's just my personal opinion. Um, like, for me, and... I think the art is beautiful and amazing, but the Ori art, 20 times better. It's, it is really, like, they play with colors so well, and the second game did it beautifully. It runs so well on my Xbox. It looks magnificent. It's friggin' awesome. Um, but, like, the first game really had a a difference where it felt escapey and the second game i feel like a badass i'm jumping in the air doing combos and then unlocking like a sentry and doing more combos and it feels great once you actually get the thing to go by but it also feels very sekiro in the sense of like you have to do it over again do it over again do it over again until you find out what the niche is what what move can you um exploit to make it go f uh, faster and you have to avoid and I don't really like that about games. I don't like um, playing it over again. I, Elden Ring was a niche game. Sekiro was a niche game for me. And I, I mean, I, I'll do them. I'll play them because I enjoy them. But, like, at the end of the day, it makes me more mad than I like them. And typically, like, weeks after I play the game, I'm actually pissed off because of just how constant this, like... <laughs> No, you're bad. You're bad. So you're bad. This is this is one of the biggest differences between you and me as players. Um, I despise that feeling. That is a feeling that I avoid at all costs. That anger, and that's yeah. why I generally navigate towards uh, platformers. I think more than anything. And here's here's an example of that. Ori in the Blind Forest, heavily platformer. It makes you feel good when you do a difficult section. Oh, and the bash, <laughs> like the stuff that they do with that stuff, like the bash is one of the greatest things. Did they have um the hook like that they have in the second game, or is that not? Nope. Because nope. the hook also plays really well. The hook is um, good. Yeah. But the, the first game, the basically okay, so just to explain, the bash is this move that Ori can do on basically any enemy once they've released like a projectile and even sometimes when they're just moving on the ground where you go up and you can like slow-mo and propel off that person. So it's just a propulsion thing. And it it plays into the gameplay so well. It is, um, it is without a doubt one of the aspects that make it the most unique. I would argue it is the number one thing. Yeah. I think... Yeah, no, it's it's like that and the I think the fantastical moments of like just being running away from just giant things that kind of make it stand out. Oh, yeah, uh -huh. absolutely. And, you know, that that is a linking point between both games. The big things in the first game, you don't fight the big things in the second game. You absolutely do. And it kind of drives you crazy. Um... Oh, yeah. And like that, like going off the bash, just because we're kind of on that. The bash and um, this hook thing where there's like these blue um, flowers and or you can you just can tell it's like in any video game when like in Tomb Raider, there's like white uh, chalk on things that you can climb. And so you can, it stands out and you can climb on it. Same thing in Ori. It's this really, really like neon blue stuff that you can see, you can grapple onto. And I felt that it was a lot of fun, but... Another reason why those like fantastical moments that I was talking about before, like why I was dying so much, is because it's in between the left bumper and the right bumper, 
And when you're really stressed out, you're like, okay, there's a section where you're just, you're bashing off of things. And then it immediately swaps to the, now you're hooking on things and now you're bashing and you're hooking. And then it gets confusing. And I multiple times would end up trying to press LB when I was supposed to be hooking or like vice versa, trying to do the other thing when I was supposed to do something. And it would make me rage like so hard. I was just, and it would ruin that section almost sometimes because of you right know, after I fully agree. And I I do like the changes with gravity um, that the hook does, right? It's mm-hmm. it's neat stuff. However, I think, once again, the first game did this better. Um, the mm-hmm. gravity sections in the first game were gorgeous gameplay-wise. Um, I mean, there were ways you could exploit it, of course, absolutely, as I did many a time. Um, but it was more so of a a challenge it, it made it more challenging and not in a bad way it was perfectly designed levels that allowed you to go back and forth between you know you hooked upside down when you walk on a wall or and rather than like you jump up and you use the hook ability to do it in the second game um mm-hmm. because it, it's all involved with like this orb that kind of like manipulates gravity in the first game and stuff it's really neat stuff, um, but it makes it feel more genuine, too. Uh, now, this isn't to say the world in Ori isn't fleshed out. It uh, In Blind Forest isn't fleshed out. The world is fleshed out without having characters, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. You yeah, want to talk a about lot that a of... bit? Yeah, I, I haven't played Blind Forest in a bit. I can't exactly remember what characters they do have. I know there is characters, like they're there is things you can interact with, but like the se- actually big positive of the second game, uh, coup, which is the, um, the small, um, God, what is owl, the small owl that you adopt at the end of the first game. Spoilers. Just, I don't, I don't know why I said spoilers. Or I said spoilers, but anyways, um, that character's like her just being is great. Um, she's really great to interact with. Her sections are awesome. And then the Toad uh, Qualock or something like that um, was one of the most devastating things to me because he is such a lovable character. It was sad. It was sad. Yeah. Dude, I was like, and and that's the thing is they do it multiple times. We're like, they they almost kill off Ku. I'm assuming he's not like she's not dead because she's like wrapped up in stuff. And like. I was like, this kind of seems a little like they wouldn't have her out or something. She's restoring light or whatever. But like in Qualuck's thing, like that monster that's there's a monster that's in a well that you restore water to the world. And that same monster like goes off and like fucks off. You don't kill it. So it's like, oh, that's going to come back later. And then it like goes inside the toad and like warps itself into the toad and then ends up killing Qualuck. And it's like, I, I, I'm not even joking. <laughs> I'm, I'm with Nick, and it was, like again, like, Nick hears a lot of my gaming experiences because we're in the same party, but I'm raging so hard. I'm like, this fight sucks, and the fight was pretty bad. It was not it was not my favorite, but then right after is when he dies, and I was literally, like, uh, I'm on mic, and I just go, well, now I'm just sad. This is bad. Like, this is just sad, man. And it's it's a great moment, but it was, like, it again, it got super bummed out because of the boss fight that just sucked so 
Now, um, I, I do have a question. Was it you were sad because the boss fight was sad, or were you sad because the boss fight was just mad? I was sad because the the boss or Bullock dies. Yes, I wasn't yes, like yeah. at the end of the day, like it's weird because in in all of these boss fights and how Ori does it is they play off the new move that you gain. There's a new move, like whether it's uh in a lot of these ones it's it's like a dash mechanic in whatever environment you're in. So like in the water area, you're dashing through water, which means you can dash out of water and kind of mess around with that. In the sand area, you can dash through sand. And it's like, they kind of did that a little bit too much, but it still was fun to me. I like going through multiple sections and just weaving my way through really fast. But like, this boss fight, they mess with that, where it's like the bottom half is covered in water, and you have to dash up, start hitting, hitting, go down, dash up. And like, it, it was okay, but I died so many times, and it started too as like the 10th, 11th time. I was like, mm-mm. We don't like this no more. Like, let's get this over with. And it was now, it was gratifying when I killed him, but like... Now, how does this compare to Souls games? With the dying? Because I, I would say, hey, you don't die as much as Souls games, but you die a lot in these games. Like, consistently. I, I think, like, the the dying aspect of Souls games is, like, this one, It at, at first glance, at least in the second game, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a very... You're going to die a lot. Um, and so that's why it kind of throws you off. Is like you're ready for an, a sort of easy experience, but a fun experience at that. And then you're brought with like almost Souls-like difficulty. And I'm like freaking the hell out like I normally would. In Souls, it's like you've signed up for it. You know <laughs> that you're going to die. So it's like you know that it's going to be difficult and you chose this. So like if you rage to the world of like, why is this so difficult? It's like, homie, it's literally written in the title. Like, you know this. And Dude, I think that's what it's kind of in the contract it. when you signed it. Yeah, it's in the contract. Yeah. <laughs> it, but it, like it, it really does. Like when a game presents itself, especially in the first one, as not being as difficult, and it wasn't as difficult. It was just really fun and entertaining. And then in the second one, it's just boom, 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 boom. Like I had a lot of rage about it. It really takes away from the experience. And that's just I don't I don't even know how to explain it. I think that's it. Yeah. But like yeah, that's just on facts, right? That's just on facts. Um I think like just souls like it makes more sense. You know what you're getting into. That's what I'm So saying. I want to talk about the comparison between the two games now. Um okay. mechanic-wise, what do you think is better? I'm going to say two for a reason. Two because they just added more. Um, whether or not... Uh, well, it's hard, though. It's difficult because it is those sections that kind of messed me up where I was like, I didn't know what I was pressing. But, like, in the first game, you have that sentry that, like, you can press X and it just... And it, like, attacks things. Um, I don't know why I made, like, the, the vocal noises for that. No one needed it, but it's okay. Uh, but well, like in the second I mean, game, and that is a big change between the two games. Oh yeah, it's the fighting styles. Like that, that is the biggest change, I'd say. And we can go into that. Like the first game, you basically have this orb that you can press X on, and it attacks the nearest enemy. It fires like a rocket at it almost. Um, 
in the second game, you have this, like, light blade that comes out of his arm. And so, as you would expect, it's a lot of, like, you have to get up close and personal, and you're doing, like, heavy attacks, and then you're backing off, and you're going, and you're doing, and it's more melee. Um, the first game was much, I think, honestly, easier because of that sentry mode. You could get a reasonable distance away and just, like, kind of spam, um, which some people would say is not as fun, but that's beside the point. I think 2 just had more... Um, uh, what's that word? Ro variability? No, that's not the word. Variability? Variety? Variety, variety? but like the... Variability. Yeah, I think it's variety. Yeah. Variability. There you go. Thanks, Bro, David. you already said that. Um, you said that already. <laughs> oh, wait, actually? Oh, shit. Yeah. Mubby. Mubby. Um, anyways, but like... There was just, like, you had sentry mode. You had the, um... Oh, what was that thing? You can fire off a projectile and bash off that projectile yourself, which got into a lot of exploitation that I was doing. Like, I was skipping sections I probably shouldn't have, and it was really funny because I had that ability. Um, but, yeah, no, I... It's... it's two. What do you think? What do you think? So, I will say, mechanic-wise, I gotta give it to two. It makes it more robust. Uh, like the yeah. original game, it hit it in a home run with the mechanics through and through. Like the, every mechanic in the first game was 100% needed and enjoyable. Um, in the second game, not every mechanic was enjoyable, but it added enough that were enjoyable that it made it feel like an addition. So you had the amazingness mm -hmm. of the first game with the pretty good of the second game all wrapped together. Yeah. So I'm going to say, I'm going to give it to, mechanic-wise, I'm going to give it to the second game. What I have a question for you. What do you think is the best uh, in terms of locations? In which? Oh, okay. Um, like, places that oh. you would go to, uh, puzzles that you go through, like, what game did it better to you? Okay. Are we talking about puzzles or like locations here? Both. You can answer both okay. if it's a two-part. Okay. So for well, I think I think both of them have the same answer. The original game was better with that. Um, with both of them. I enjoyed the locations in the second game. Lord, were they gorgeous. They were more beautiful than the first game, in my opinion. Um, except for one part. The Ginso tree will always have me. And it will always oh, yeah. have my heart because that was it was one of those gaming experiences when you play it and you are just enamored fully through and through. You no, know, I remember I remember being in the I don't know if you're in the room that day. I think you might have left and I sent a video to you and was like, but like legit the entire section, my mouth is just as I'm going through, like jumping up in like so, so much intensity and it's so much fun. But. Yeah, it's it's like it's like when I watched um uh the movie the other day, uh Asteroid City, and there was just this one scene and the the movie's, you know, bizarre out of nowhere, and then it just for some reason it breaks the fourth wall really hard. And all the <laughs> characters all the characters in this giant room turn in just randomly, turn to the viewer and go, You can't wake up if you don't fall asleep. You can't wake up if you don't fall asleep. You can't wake up if you don't fall asleep. Oh, that's terrifying. That's actually fucking terrifying. 
and this was in <laughs> this was in the middle of the theater on opening night and i was like what is happening? Am I what is happening? What is going on? <laughs> I legitimately I caught myself looking over to Carrie and going what? <laughs> Like I it was one of those movie experiences I will never forget. It was it was like Night of the Living Dead, but for our generation. That was so crazy. It was so good. Oh my um, god. Because I did not I expect go it. See it. And it's the same way with the Ginso tree. I will not forget that gaming experience because of how impactful it was. And Lord help me. Yeah, it was a little annoying. It was frustrating as all hell. That some parts. But I loved it. But I thought it was amazing. I think like environment wise two expanded on its graphics. But one just had it so clustered in a way that was just so re- like beautifully made, um, and like I think honestly, puzzle aspect. I think also the one takes it. I like agree with you. There is one puzzle, the water wheel in the second game, um, where you learn the grapple ability, and you basically you go around this room as it slowly changes and allows you to get out. And you have to literally like use the you just have to go back through the puzzle like four or five times um, in a different variant of the puzzle because it's you like turn really a lover or something. It is a really oh, yeah. cool and I like that was probably one of the standout to me. Um, but yeah. Um, also, I will say something I love about the games is how they pace the progression in, let's oh, say, yeah. Hollow Knight. Um, Hollow Knight is not it's not expressed where like the barriers are like um, at one point you're going to explore through an entire area in like the bottom left of the map and you just see a crystal there and you're like oh can't do anything here but then you tie it to one part of the map where you can unlock an ability and then you can go back and use that ability it makes it a lot more complicated but in Ori, it literally has walls. You can't pass to through an area if you haven't gotten the keys. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I honestly and like that's that. a yeah, it's a very neat way of just and it it kind of curves the 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 game as you said. It just makes it so that you're not off in Neverland doing something you shouldn't be. Uh, and then you realize, hey, actually, that's a thing. The second game, I got all the you can get all the way to the end of the desert section, which is like the end of like that area where you get like the heart of the wisp or something. And then it literally goes, um, so you don't have all the wisps right now. So I'll go get them. And I was like, what? I thought you can just go anywhere. What the hell? And so I like went through this entire area just to be told I had to go somewhere else. And I was kind of pissed. Just yeah, that's. Yeah, that's totally frustrating in some parts because that's not how the game is normally. In Hollow Knight, mm-hmm. there is a pizzazz to that kind of thing. Like you are, it is purely an exploring game in Hollow Knight, basically. Um, yeah. But in Ori, it's exploring, but it's also story progression, and it's also like um, trying to progress with boss fights and all sorts of different things. It mixes in a lot. Now, this is one thing I want to talk about as well. I don't think that the puzzles were as good because they're trying to add in a little too much. The first Mm -hmm. game was so good because it just basically had Bash and um, Furrow's Feather. 
that was like they really yeah. focused in on those two mechanics and i think that's what changed the game at least yeah and i mean the wall climb was is very important as in basically every metroidvania but like yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah um now now let's talk about visuals i'm gonna give it to game two yeah, i'm gonna give it to two as well i think visually it's a more beautiful game i think i think honestly the characters are more visually appealing um like the sprites themselves uh the environment was more visually appealing and uh i think like the abilities i'd say are more visually appealing too um but i might have to give it to ori one on that one just because of the uh, like spirit flame that's the like thing ethan was talking about um yeah <laughs> um the sound effects oh yeah oh yeah ethan what do you think i think the visuals i agree with you i think second did it well um but i don't know i like when we come down to rating it which we might be able to do in a little bit because we're kind of closing in on our 40 yeah, minutes. Yeah, we're we're closing in on time. Um, we're closing in on time. But uh let's but, let's finish this up and then we'll probably do our overall rating. Yeah. I think. I think when it comes down to giving it to the both of them, it it's just there's like some element of the first game that just held up. And it, it really does. It's like it holds a part of me that like may I think maybe it was because I just didn't expect it. I think going into it, I had a lot of doubt. I was like this is a shitty game, David. I don't know why David's making me play this game. This game sucks. And then I started playing. I was like, oh, oh my God, it's so good. Oh my God. And then I get to the second game and it is, a, I, it's still the same thing. I'm really enjoying it. I'm going to finish it 100%. Um, but like going, for, going from the first game, it was like there was the feel to it. And then second game, it's like, holy crap, this looks so good. But it feels like almost there's areas that are like kind of like too much in your face. I don't know. No, I agree. No, I absolutely agree. Also, you got to finish this game and you got to talk about it on the next podcast because, yeah. Uh-huh. You're gonna, I will. I will. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who have already played it, you know what I'm talking about, but like... <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I'm see, excited. I'm expecting to see Ethan's like text pop up on my screen like middle of the week and be him just be freaking out. So... Um, <laughs> uh, so I think that how should I how should I put this? I'm trying to think about ratings. So do are we do we have to rate by like integers of five? Because I want to get even more precise now because this game requires it. This guy. I this game requires it. I think you can you can do whatever you want. I have my ratings. I I know I'm gonna like Okay, let's uh, start with you then. Let's start. Let's start with you. I think and I want I to give hear your Ori... Okay. I give Ori hmm. Well, wait, wait. Split it into I... the two games. Split it into the two games. Yeah. I give Ori Blind Forest a 10 out of 10. Um mainly because I'm going to probably end up putting it at, like either top 4 or top 3 of one of my favorite games of all time. Um which people will disagree with, but that's okay. Um, but like, I don't really give out 10 out of 10s, like if I'm thinking about games, but like, there's nothing that I look back and I go, oh, eh, 
that was weird. Eh, that was and like even it's just how they made it. Like it's a beautiful game. It's a great game. Maybe visually you can up it, but like for time it was great. Um, and then tentatively, tentative, tentatively, tentatively. Oh, yes. oh, are you a Renaissance salesman now? Um, yes, yes, yeah? yes, 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 yes. Um. <laughs> Ori, Will of the Wisps, I think I'm going to give an 8 out of 10 so far. The ending could probably bump it up to a 9 if they kind of crush it. But I'm going to keep it as an 8 just for certain um, gameplay moments and certain certain things like that. I kind of just changed So, I, I am loving the direction you're going in, Ethan. So, I'm going to go ahead. See, this is the thing. I'm always hesitant about giving 10, 10 out of 10s. Now that I'm thinking about it, I really think Ori deserves it. I think it's up there with the 10 out of 10s. Like, truthfully. I'm going to go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so Blind Forest gets Heck a 10 out of 10, yeah. in my opinion. It is just... I I don't think I've played a game in a long time that has given me that much, like, enjoyment. I'm, I'm like, 100% yeah. serious. Like, I 100% did Hollow Knight, and I think... No, 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 no. I think I'm going to say it. I think I preferred Ori more than Hollow Knight. And I love Hollow Knight. I think Hollow Knight is a godsend of a game. Oh my I god. Think... Okay, let me rephrase. I think Hollow Knight is a better game than Ori. I think I enjoyed Ori more, though. That's the thing. So, Hollow Knight... I, I, Hollow I understand. Knight... I understand. Like, it's like when you read a great piece of literature. And you're just like, yeah. That was good. Now I'm gonna go read Harry Potter over. Yeah, so it's it, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're different types yeah, of no, things. Okay, so Hollow Knight I'd say is it's a better like... game still, but Ori is a ten out of ten. I had more fun playing Ori. That's good. Okay, so I like that analogy by the way. It's like it's like reading William Shakespeare and then going to like Ready Player One. And it's like yeah. I'm gonna enjoy one of them more, <laughs> but one of them is better. Like I can 100% tell you that Romeo and Juliet is a better story than Ready Player One. I enjoy Ready Player One more. Like, <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, so, so Will of the Wisps. For, for Will of the Wisps, it is a fantastic game. Still play it if you like the Ori series. 100%. With that said, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Um, and okay. Ethan, I think you're gonna like the ending, and I think it's gonna bring it up for you. Um, maybe by half a point, maybe by a whole point, but we'll see. But as it stands right now, I'm gonna give it a nine point oh. Um, and then so, what? so I think the four light rating here is gonna be a ten out of ten for Ori and the Blind Forest, <laughs> like the first, the legitimate first ten out of ten we've given out on this podcast. And then Will of the Wisp yeah. is going to be an 8.5, averaging out our ratings. So, in in conclusion, goddamn play Ori in the Blind Forest. It is so oh, yeah. good. And then you're going to want to play Will of the Wisp after you play the first one. That's all I'm saying. I like... I 100% agree. I think if you start with the first game, definitely finish off the second game because it's just, it's fantastic. And I think it's 
on Game Pass, right? Both of them? Yeah, I think they're both on Game Pass. I think. Yeah. I think so. So it's an easy cop if you guys have Game Pass. Seriously, it is so good. Okay, we're going to wrap up here with some nerdy news real quick. Um, I'm bringing to the table. I'm just going to say, dude, I talked about this last episode. I talked about it probably the episode before. Season 11 of Futurama is coming out. Watch it, please, if you're a Futurama fan. I've, I know I've never seen new. Futurama. And that is an absolute tragedy of all things good and holy. Um, okay, uh, I'm going to out you right now. You like Big Mouth, so I don't want to hear it. That's right. That's right. Sit in your place. Sit in your place. I don't Ooh. think you realize. I don't think you realize how much TV I watch. Well, watch. I basically constantly need something playing in my headphones or else I go insane. So I agree. Same. So I have so many like legitimately. I started Friends three weeks ago and I'm on season nine. Um. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I. I have a crazy amount of content blasting at my face at all times because my brain gets bored without it. Um, and it's not that I have a short attention span. Not at all. It's just, I, it's boring otherwise. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. Honestly. I will say, though, I will say, though, even if I have watched shitty TV shows, I have pretty damn good taste in TV. You can fight the shit out of me, Ethan. I will beat the shit out of you. Um, big mouth. Big mouth. Just saying. Um, anyway, big mouth. <laughs> big mouth is a is a six out of ten. Strange. I don't think that's true, but that's okay. Uh, at least in your eyes. What is that? I don't think that's true. God. But that's okay. I can't. Anyways, stand uh, you. our next nerdy I news. Can't stand um, you. Xbox won the, I don't know if we talked about this last podcast, but Xbox won their FTC suing, suing thing, whatever the hell. Oh, yeah. Um, and they are now in full control of Activision Blizzard um, and a couple other like big titans. But honestly, from what we, we saw out of that press conference and stuff and like some of in the court proceedings, like... They they kind of brought the heat. Phil Spencer like brought some heat on Sony and was like, "Homie, like you're gonna come after me. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna throw shade." And he kind of he uh, undisclosed a lot of like their shady dealings and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. And was kind of a boss bitch. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like that's just me. That's just me. Um, but yeah, I think honestly it's a positive and i think that people should stop kind of looking at like um merges mergers at like as bad things necessarily like it's oh, yeah. always it's always a thing to look at like monopolies and be like sort of concerned if something like that's happening but in circumstances like activision blizzard like they needed Xbox to step in because the company is not good. They they have had a lot of drama when it comes to the things that they've been doing. And Xbox has shown clear initiative in wrapping that shit up and being like, no, we are getting this horse controlled. And like, Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just a, know, a thing that people can There's sketchy stuff. There's sketchy stuff all through the industry. And honestly, this is kind of mm -hmm. why we made the podcast is because we want to talk about that stuff. We want it to be out in the open. Like that mm -hmm. stuff shouldn't be hidden away and it should be accessible to the listener and to the viewer. It should be yeah. accessible to people who aren't seeking it out themselves. 
And a game that you might not have been seeking out that was released just a little bit ago is the sequel to an amazing indie game called Oxenfree. Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals released, uh, I believe, yesterday. Amazing game. The original game is on sale for $2 right now. The original game is on sale for $2 right now. It's fantastic. Uh, If you don't believe me, Metacritic has rated it like a 94. Um, Very good game absolutely should check out and it's from an indie creator as well so go ahead and check that out and lost signals i haven't had a chance to play it but it's looking pretty tasty so far so that's that's something i was excited about to see being released it's really neat i'll have to check it also, out and it sounds interesting uh dave uh has officially and i mean it, it has for a while dave the diver has topped the indie um purchases for uh, new releases and steam for i think something like three weeks running um holy cow yeah it's good it's good dude like <laughs> it's good i would be surprised oh if it didn't take home at least a few awards this year um yeah okay i'm excited i'm excited for game of the year honestly that's gonna be that's dude gonna be great. this game of the year is going to be insane <laughs> Last year, it was clear-cut between, like, two games. This year, it has so many things in the air. Legitimately. a lot of potential. When you think back to it, literally, Hogwarts Legacy was released this year. What? What? Blows my mind. Absolutely Jedi Survivor kind of popped back into my head. Yeah. I was like, wait, that came out, like, literally, like, two or three months ago. It's crazy. That's insane. Dude, there have been banger after banger this year, and we're only going to see more coming out. So, guys, get hyped for the Game of the Year review. But for now, we are wrapping up the episode, and we want to say, Jess, we love you. We thank you for listening or watching. If you have indeed lasted this far, we appreciate everything you do, and we hope you're enjoying the shorter form episodes. And adios. Adios.